Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from The Lord of the Rings series and The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien, The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert, Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen, Me Before You by Jojo Moyet, Outlander by Diana Gabaldon, The Mortal Instruments series by Cassandra Clare, The Bridgerton series by Julia Quinn, P.S. I Love You by Cecilia Heron, Woman in the Window by A.J. Flynn, and The Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Hang it in there. Another week. Living our best lives. <laughs> it is the week after Halloween. Did you do anything fun for Halloween? Um, I didn't do anything Halloween-y, but I did something fun. I went to San Francisco for a wedding. So I went to see some family friends and uh, got to hang out with them. So that was pretty fun. I haven't been in a long time and it's like one of my favorite cities on earth. So it's pretty nice to go. What about you? I've never been to San Francisco. That sounds like a lot of fun. So crippling disappointment. I've never been to the Bay Area. So I know many people who have or who have lived there um, or are from there, but I have never actually been. Um, I would love to go. I think it would be a lot of fun. That's exciting. Yeah, not much here. No Um, Halloween plan? No, no Halloween plan. Just me and Pippin scaring off the children. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird year. Like we talked about doing candy and stuff in our neighborhood. And we did some stuff last year, but we ended up with a lot. We did like half tchotchkes, half candy. And we ended up with a ton of tchotchkes left. And I'm like, I don't want to do this again, where we like put out a bowl and people ring our doorbell and things. We live on the end of the street. So a lot of people don't come over this way. So we're just not doing anything. Caitlin and I, when we lived in California, we put out a bowl of candy because we went out for Halloween. Yeah. We were young then. (laughs) We went out and um, we like just left a bowl out for like, because we lived in an apartment complex and we were on the first floor. So we didn't expect them damn little kids took the freaking bowl too. They took everything. And I was like, cool. Never doing that again. Have fun. So I live on the second floor now, so I probably won't get anyone to like, there, there won't be anyone coming into my, to my door, which is nice. That is nice. Love that. So, so yeah. Well, did you buy anything fun and bookish this week? Are you still waiting on things to come in? Um, (laughs) I am still waiting on my bookish box. Fair enough. Hopefully it'll be here soon though. So waiting on that. I don't have anything other really bookish. I had some things delivered, but nothing that was like that I've bought. I've been pretty good lately. I've been kind of taking a step back a little bit. Again, as I said last time, I spent money, a lot of money on other things, but not bookish things. So, you know, fun stuff like that. Yeah, I've been really good about my book buying. I just bought the Invisible Life Fatty the Rue, but that's the only book I bought in a while. So did you get the Target one? So we found out that the the blue one is also at Target for any. Yeah, and it's a half price books too. I saw it the other day when I went. Oh, Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, it's that half price books and it's 23. So it's the same as Barnes and Noble's price. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't buy it. Cause I was like, it's the exact same book. If it was different. I would buy it, but it's the exact same book. The only thing that's different is the dust jacket being blue yeah. versus red. So mm-hmm. I didn't do that, but I did find the UK version of red rising. Oh, you did. And I'm very happy. I forgot to say this last time, but I went 
<laughs> I went to half price in it's actually in Paradise Valley. This is side mm. note. It's in PV. That's where the other one is, not Chandler. Um, so I I went up there for a lunch and was like, let me just swing into half price books really quick. I called the other one asking them if they had the UK version because I was this desperate. I was like, oh, just risk it for the biscuit and see what happens. And I went in there and I literally was like looking on the shelf, looking on the shelf, you know, it's like an alphabetical order. And the guy that works there is like, do you need any help with anything? And I saw that at the moment he said it. And I was like, no. (laughs) And he didn't even respond. He just walked away. And I was like, that's totally fair, dude. Totally fair. So yeah, I found Tatiana's having a major panic attack. (laughs) No. And um, (laughs) I will say though, this one is glossy and all the other ones are matte. So that's kind of weird, but I'm not complaining. Um, I was getting desperate enough to buy the entire set online in just for the one book, but I got it. You found it. I found it. I'm very excited. That's my next big project that I'm going to work on is spraying the edges of that. And uh, I got the end of the shiver series. I was missing the middle one. I like got rid of them at some point and have been gathering them back. So, um, I got linger and that's about it. I love half price books. I need to, I'm going to probably go this weekend because I I haven't been in a while such a good person I only just bought like two books that I was looking mm-hmm. for specifically when I was there I was like I'm yeah. here for you two and that's it and I was like, we only oh. have one and we only have one in Nashville which makes me really sad because when I lived in St. Louis we had three and so and they were really really good not that the one here isn't good but um I the ones in Nashville were just or not Nashville I'm sorry the ones in St. Louis if you're ever in St. Louis the half price books in St. Louis are fantastic also the best one is by a really good cupcake place so there's that <laughs> so you should go to Jilly's and get a cupcake and then go buy books or the opposite either way plug that in there um but yeah I I'm just, I, I need to I need to I haven't gone to the bookstore in a really long time like a really long time so Molly, thanks you for that yeah it really does well it thanks me for not going to the bookstore but it is not thanking me for buying a bunch of jujitsu stuff. <laughs> it's a little mad at me right now, but it's fine. Um, so, but yeah, no, no other like bookish things. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Kind of quiet over here, which is kind of nice. It's been nice. nice. Good for you. Mm-hmm. So, what are we? What are we chatting about today? We are chatting about our top three and bottom three favorite book to movie adaptations. So y'all have heard me rant in the past about some of these will not be a surprise to anyone when we talk about them, but um, we're here to rant and rave. And, um, you know, if you have a different opinion, it's okay to be wrong sometimes, but like, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. Um, These are, these are our personal favorites and, um, not so favorites of a uh, book to movie adaptation. So Ty, if you want to start with your favorite, your, with our, we'll start with our favorites. So yeah, if you want to start first, always, uh-huh. Um, okay. So I'll start And these are like, for me in no particular order, because I don't have a lot that I like love, love. And I tried to do ones that were older, like classic loved book to movie adaptation. So I'll start with the hunger games. I read this series knowing it was coming out as a movie, but I didn't like jump on the train earlier than that. I think once I knew it was going to be a movie, I read it. And I think the first hunger games is really, really well done. I think that they cast it very well. I think the graphics and everything is really well done. I think that the, they did a really good job of, I think, capturing like the plot of the book 
and not cutting a lot of stuff out, but cutting out just enough. And I think that like overall it was really, really good. I don't hate the second one. I, I didn't like the second book, but I do like the second movie. And I don't love the third movie because I think the third book is just very, very chaotic, but the hunger games, OG, so good thoughts. I agree. I agree. I, hmm, I have actually never read the hunger games. Um, I just never did, but I have watched all the movies. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That's the- <laughs> that true. Um, um, I agree. The first movie is my favorite. I, again, not having read the books, but the first movie is my favorite. I feel like I agree. The first movie is my favorite. I think it's so, it's so entertaining and it's so cute and not cute. It's dark, but it's like, it's good. And it's, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the first one and they did cast it. I mean, so well, they casted it really well. So, um, I think the costumes yeah. are so good and like everything mm-hmm. is just on point for that entire movie. And it really like came to life. I agree. Yeah. What about you? What's your first one? This is not going to surprise anybody. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Love Lord of the Rings. Um, I will say of the three movies, uh, The Two Towers is my favorite, but I think they did such a great job with just bringing everything to life. I feel like a lot of times, and we've had this discussion in the past about um, also the difference between this and The Hobbit is that, um, all of a lot of the characters like whether it's the orokai the orcs the the goblins any of them um it's it's mostly stage makeup it's mostly makeup and it's not like cgi whereas in the hobbit it is we'll, we'll get to that but um and i feel like that just brings such a just it's so it's so much more like authentic and um so much more fun and i think it just brought such a great just oh, just mm to the movie was so good and so and I the movies are great and I mean I think they follow very closely with the books and they hit on everything that they needed to hit on um I will say if you have not watched the extended editions if you've read the books and not watched the extended editions which I don't know why you wouldn't have but if you haven't by some chance um watch the extended editions because there is a lot more information in the extended editions that they don't include which I don't know why because a lot of that information are like not big plot points, but things within the books that are like, oh, okay. Like, so they didn't leave that out of the movies, you know? So um, I had only seen the regular, like theatrical ones. And then um, obviously um, I have on the extended editions now, but um, having watched that and you're like, oh, okay. So they cast it so well. And I just like, I, you just, it came to life so beautifully that I, how could you not like the Lord of the Rings? Like, how could you not? Um, but yeah, so again, no shock to anyone that um, the Lord of the Rings is my uh, number one favorite. What about you, Todd? Wait, I mean, you as well, you've read the books and. Yeah, so I totally agree. I think we've said this before, but my, the Two Towers is my favorite. I think just plot line and the way that it's set up. And just that they kind of move across the entirety of Middle Earth and like the dynamics there. And I think that they do such a good job with like, I love like the horses in that one and the setup of that whole thing. And I think they do such a good job with like implementing new characters and the costumes. And I haven't read the books in so long. Like I was probably in like 10 or 12 like when I originally read them. So I don't really remember all of these details, but I have watched the extended editions a couple of times. And yeah, there's quite a few like missing pieces in there, but I just think that... For the times one 
the animation is amazing like for the imps and like all that kind of stuff is so good and it doesn't look cheesy and fake and I think the casting is phenomenal I think that like makes or breaks a movie like they did such a good job with that and I do love movies that like besides Orlando Bloom this is very Star Wars I like when they cast people that aren't famous like Viggo Morrison I guess kind of but he's like a little obscure like I don't think everybody knew him prior to this and he kind of became famous because of Lord of the Rings even still people not a lot of people know who he is right but like he's one of those people that I feel like if you're not in love with Hidalgo or like, yeah, like if you're not Lord in like the westerns or uh-huh. that you wouldn't know him but so like besides Orlando Bloom I feel like everybody was kind of obscure and they're well known now um but like I just think that they, I, I like that when it's not a bunch of, like, it's not a cast of a bunch of super famous people. And I kind of felt the same way with Hunger Games. I think that really brings something into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Bring some originality into it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not used to, you know, you haven't seen them either act in a lot of, uh, obviously there are some big actors in, in Lord of the Rings, like, you know, but, um, you know, it, it brings in this element of, just originality I feel like because you haven't seen these actors before you don't know their style you don't know how you know there's a lot of actors that kind of get stuck in their lane and that's like all they do and so it's kind of nice to see something different um outside of what you maybe would have expected so um yeah I I I love Lord of the Rings I could watch it over and over and over and over and over and over I love it so much so good so just all of it like I could go yeah. on for hours, but we don't have time. We'll just go through our top three and then we'll go through our bottom three. So my second one would be like Eat, Pray, Love. I actually like the movie better than the book. I think Julie Roberts does such a good job of like bringing the whole story to life. This one's a hard one because I feel like it's nonfiction. It's basically like about, not basically, it's about the author herself, but I think it kind of reads a little bit like fiction in the way that she just describes some of the things that happened to her. And I totally get that that's because like, obviously some messed up stuff happens and like she makes some poor decisions and that's the whole point of like, you know, the, the praying and the loving, but, um, it it just feels a little unrealistic to me at points. So like, I didn't love reading the book and I had a really hard time with, so she, you all basically know this, but I think the Italy part was really good, but the India part where she's like talking about how she's having a really hard time meditating and all that was so long and drawn out for me that I had a really hard time, like getting through that in the book. But I think the cinematography in the movie is phenomenal. I think Julie Roberts does such a good job. I think it really captures the essence of like what she was trying to portray in the book and the story of the whole thing. But I just, I like, I love that book so much. It gives me all the wanderlust and just makes me want to like, but I think they just did such a good job like filming and all of it. And, you know, it's like, it really like encapsulates everything. I think the theme of the book itself is really well captured in the movie and just all of it seems so fun and I want to do that yeah I totally agree I I did like the book I I enjoyed the book um I did also really like the movie so I kind of I think I like them equally I think the Bali part in the movie was a little obviously there was like I don't think there, there were things that she didn't include from the book that you know um the Italy part, no shock, is my favorite. I mean, who doesn't love food in Italian men? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I liked I liked both the movie and the book too. I I really enjoyed those. I thought that's a that's a really good pick. They they did do a beautiful job and just like, I mean, Julia Roberts, come on, like, <laughs> who doesn't love Julia Roberts? But yeah, I I agree. That's a that's definitely a good one. Yeah, I think it's such a fun movie and like it's really hard to find. Like you have to buy it. You have to own it. It's really hard to watch. So 
if you've never seen it, I have no recommendations as to how to find it for free because it's not available on any streaming service, but you can buy it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good one. But if I haven't watched it in a really long time, I just, I recently reread it like two years ago and was like, wait, mm-hmm. I actually really like the movie yeah. version of this book. So yeah, I've you? only read it. I've only read it once. Um, yeah. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. So my number two, I, these next two can be interchangeable. One isn't finished yet. So I don't, oh, I don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> so we'll go with that one. The next one I would say is Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. If you live under a rock and haven't watched Bridgerton or um, don't know that it's based on a book series. It is based on a book series um, by Julia Quinn following the Bridgerton family. So there are eight kids, eight books, eight stories, etc. Each book follows the love story of each Bridgerton child. And so um, they're not children. They're not like kid kids. They're, they're adults, but you know what I mean? If you have watched the show, the first one, follows Daphne and Simon and their love story. The next one is going to be Anthony and Kate um, and then so on and so forth. But um, yeah, so I had read, the funny thing is I had read this book series a couple of years ago and I really loved it. I, I love Julia Quinn. I love her writing. Um, she has a lot of spinoff series from this as well, which is kind of fun. So there's a lot to read within the Bridgerton universe, which is nice. I had read them. And then was moving from California and didn't have enough, a lot of room. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of them. If I, if I, if I want them again, I can find them. They're easy to find. They're, you know, mass market paperback romance novels. They're everywhere, right? Well, they was announced they were going to do the show. and I was obviously ecstatic. And I was like, I want to read these again before the show. Could not find these books anywhere. And I was just like, I gonna cry like I was so sad that I got rid of all my books and of course none of them the ones I got rid of none of them have the Netflix sticker on them now they all have the Netflix sticker on them but that's the kind of thing over there but um yeah so I absolutely love Bridgerton they cast it just oh they cast it so 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 well um I think just the the chemistry among the actors with like the Bridgerton family is, I mean, amazing. Um, and between Simon and Daphne is just, oh, it's just chef's kiss. So um, I am extremely excited for um, Anthony and Kate's story because they're one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite stories within the series. So I'm very excited for that one. It's going to be really good. Also, Kate has a corgi. And if anyone knows anything about me, I also have a corgi. So there's that. Um, I'm excited to see her little corgi in the show too. So that'll be fun. But I think just like she, she altered the story just enough, but not so much that it took away from the original story um that you didn't get kind of the um the impact of of from the book and everything like that there were a few things i will say that i was not super excited about with the show you find out who lady whistledown is um at the end of the first season whereas in the books you don't find out who lady whistledown is until the fourth book so she is prominent through the first four the first four books. She's a big figure. And I was really sad that they didn't, that, that they announced that and kind of told who Lady Whistledown was at the end of the first season. I was not happy about that. That made me sad, but I would say that's probably the only thing that I would have changed on the show for the adaptation. But um, I think Shonda Rhimes did amazing with the cast. She did amazing with 
I mean, all the costumes and the sets and just the dancing and the music, I just, everything came together so perfectly and so well. And um, it just, again, the chemistry between Daphne and Simon is just out of this freaking world. So, and I don't know if anyone has seen the like clip that they released with Kate and Anthony, but oh, sparks, but it just perfection. So I'm so excited for season two. And yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it so, so, so much and cannot wait for Eloise's season. If they don't renew it for Eloise's season, they got four, four seasons on deck and Eloise is number five. And if they don't get to Eloise's season, I'm gonna cry. Because <laughs> so, um, Eloise is my favorite. Her and Sir Philip are my favorite, is my favorite book. But yeah, I, I loved, love, 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 love Bridgerton. So um, you have watched the show, but you haven't read the book, correct? Yes, I have not read the books yet. I, I thought it was really good. I do like Daphne and Simon. I actually hate Eloise. I think that that girl is really annoying as an actress. And I don't know if it's her or if it's Eloise's character, but that was um, pretty awful. And I also don't like the character they have for Lady Whistledown. I like her enough, but she also plays in Dairy Girls and I don't like her in Dairy Girls either. And I don't know what it is about her that just irritates me as like a human being. I think she's a really good actress. There's just something about her that makes me angry. Um, I don't know why. So I, I think there was a, a couple parts in there that I didn't really love. I felt like I was very confused in pieces of it. And I think that's because I didn't read the books because I understand the like concept of them not being able to not have an escort and things like that. But it's like, you didn't really know that they liked each other in that way that felt like genuine until I thought it was like four, like episode four or five. Like when then their garden, I'm like, is this like not, I don't know. It, there was bits and pieces of it that felt a little bit forced. And I think that that's just the times and the fact that like, I haven't read the book, but those parts where they're like courting each other felt kind of awkward. And like, it just didn't make a lot of sense. So would have liked a better explanation before the fact instead of afterwards, you know what I mean? Where they were like, oh, it's going to be a scandal. And it's like, but like, why is it going to be a scandal? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't understand the rules of proper English society in whatever year this is. I, it just felt kind of weird to me. So that, um, but I, I thought it was really, really good. They did a great job. And it's funny to watch these like mass market paperback romances be turned into this like sensation of epic proportions in you know, the Netflix variety. And I think, again, yeah, I think the chemistry is there. It's really good casting. I'm interested to see what they do with the next few seasons. I've only watched it once through. I thought it was pretty good, but again, I haven't read the book, so I don't, I don't have the same like aggressive <laughs> feelings that you do. I aggressive was, love for it. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It just, it's not my like favorite. I will say in the book, they do, they do talk a little bit more about society and the ton and, and how that affects like finding a husband and things like that. But um yeah, it's, I, 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 yeah, I, I loved it so much. Um, I, again, I thought they cast the family really well. Um, I, I just think they cast everyone really well, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, there was a lot of things I feel like that were added in there that if you hadn't read the books or kind of like, wait, what like I hold on you know I felt so the same way about Shadow and Bone too so I think that they when mm -hmm. they do these books movie adaptations like they're they're having a harder time bringing in these elements of things that happen in the book that like to us make sense because we've read it but if you haven't yeah. you don't understand it and I think yeah. that's happening like more and more that's why a lot of the ones we picked are like older ones because I think yeah. that they're not doing as good mm -hmm. anymore my two yeah 
it's also, I think it's also so difficult to capture everything that is, I mean, again, we, we read the book, so we understand, like, like you said, with Shadow and Bone, I mean, we, we're like, yes, this is it. But like people who maybe hadn't read the books, they're just like, I don't understand. And it was very interesting too, because when Bridgerton came out, so when I, when it was announced that it was going to be a show, I like went into full blown, like, it's like just history. I was it's so freaking excited. I think it, it came out and people were like, oh my God, like they were like, Ooh, like this is spicy and a little scandalous and we're here for it. We like it. And um, I had a lot of people who were like, oh, have you watched it yet? And I was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, the books are great too. And they're like, the what? And I'm like, the books, like this is based off of a book series. And they're like, I think a lot of people, and when they did realize it was books, again, you could not find it anywhere. Like, I think just now they're starting to like, finally, you could finally buy like the entire series if you want it. I will say I do really like the new covers that they have with like the people on the front. If they just didn't have the freaking Netflix sticker on it, they just like, just stop with the permanent stickers no one likes them no one likes them just don't we know it's a netflix series that's why we're buying the book so like just take the sticker off just take it off like just stop but um the new the new covers are really pretty i do really like the the new covers they're really they're really fun so um but yeah i love bridgerton do i like the new covers i think they're pretty and like i like that they're not the small mass market paperback I do like those when I travel, like they're really fun to take with me, but when I have them on a shelf and things like that, I like the skinnier, taller ones. So I appreciate that they kind of redid those and made them look yeah. a little more like normal books. books. Yeah. yeah. I have a whole shelf of tiny romance novels and it's Same. just like, it's funny. I'll go from reading like a book of the month book and then I'll pick up a little like mass figure and I'm like, it's, it's, so, so, it's so small. And you're like holding it and you're just like, with your fingertips because it's so tiny and you're just like this is I need a magnifying, I need a magnifying glass, glass. Yeah. like it's literally so small yeah. you're just like <laughs> fair enough yeah speaking of tiny mass markets my next choice is outlander which the font honest to god couldn't be smaller it's there's like not a point font man it's so tiny planet that has smaller spacing or smaller words in a 900 page novel like just my eyes hurt looking at it. Even the big it's, ones that are printed aren't yeah. that much bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so I crazy. choose Outlander. I have aggressively watched all of the seasons many times. I have only read Outlander, the first one, um, because they're just, there's such a commitment. I tried it's a commitment. Book, and I was like, this is 32 hours. And like the, the narrator's okay. But I was like, I just, this isn't for me. Like I have to read these. Um, I can't listen to them, but I think they did such a good job. If you're ever going to do a, not even a, like a romance, but like anything with nudity of any form and some level of gore and destruction, like the fact that stars and HBO is the way they have to do it. I, I feel this way with Game of Thrones. I have never read the book, so I'm not going to compare those, but I think they did such a good job. And I love that it's on stars because I think stars has a level of like drama to it that HBO sometimes doesn't have. And they're really in tune with the characters and they're really in tune with the actors. And I love Sam Hygen and Catherine. Like, I think they do such a good job there. There are no two people better cast for Jamie and Claire than the two of them. And I think that they have such a healthy, like dynamic and relationship. And I just, all of the characters in that show are so well casted, but I think for that first season, they do such a good job. My only criticism I think for the show is that in the book, Dougal is not a bad guy. 
like he's sort of brought up and kind of mentioned, but in the show, he, he is the first season bad guy. And I don't love that because I really do like Dougal's character and it's unfortunate, like what happens to him, but and all that. And I love, I love Graham McTavish. Like, I think he's such a funny actor. I think he's, he just brings something to the screen. So it, it bums me out that he dies in general, but I think that I did, that was the one thing I didn't really like because it's so slimy. Like there's a couple scenes in Outlander that are like that, but they really made him out to be kind of a slimy character, which I didn't love, but they just, the setting, the cinematography is amazing. The acting is so good. Sam Hygen is a God of a man. Like we had this, this is a side note just for the, for the team. Someone is doing, I forgot. I will have to look this artist up and tag her, but she's doing a like break the glass ceiling tarot cards. And the first one she did, she did like a beady version of Cassian and was saying that like the, the body image that we see for like Reese and Cassian and Azrael's is like six pack shredded abs, like skinny guys. And it's like, I think that, that there's such a love for Outlander because Sam Hygen is like a real man. And this is like Henry Cabal's like this in Witcher too. Like he does a really good job of being an average size, very fit, very athletic guy who's not totally shredded, but like definitely could wear a kilt, carry me on his pony and like sweep me off into the sunset. Oh, you know? But like, and, oh, Cavill is, is going to be in a kilt soon because he is, he is playing in the Highlander movies. Yeah, so uh, but he's like buff, but in the Witcher, he's like, he's like fit. And it's like, that's such a more realistic version, I think of men. Oh. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I love Outlander is because like Jamie, first of all, he's so hot. But second of all, I think it's the way that he's built, like he's so realistic to like, a 19 or like a 1700 Scottish Highlander. Like that's what a warrior would have looked like back then. Not like washboard abs and like the skinny dude. It would have been like this, this. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a lot of the, if you kind of on this tangent of your, like, you know, the body image. And I feel like a lot, if you read a lot of these men in these books and it's like, it's this way for women as well. Women can't, I mean, that's a whole other freaking episode we'll talk about, but you know, they're always very small. I will say that she's super skinny, but they're, they're all like, like tall and, you know, kind of have a broad shoulder, but they're like tapered at the waist and they have the washboard abs and the da, 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 da. And they're kind of like, and, and that's fine and all, but like, I like my men with some meat on their bones because that's just like me personally. Henry Cavill, who's just like, he's got, got the arm muscles and the chest and the like, he's, he has a beautiful body. Do not get me wrong, but he's not like the Dorito. Like, I don't see him as a Dorito. You know what I mean? Um, he's so, like ben just, Affleck oh. so hot, you know? Yeah. Like I just, it's very interesting. And I love when they cast, like they'll cast men who, who are, who are like, bigger men like broader men I just I agree with you I prefer the yeah. the, the Henry I, mean, I, I am size gradle biggins so I need <laughs> also size gradle biggins so <laughs> I'm here for that yeah I, I can't I, plus size I can't I can't date the, I've never been one to date the skinny guys because I just I'm I've never never that has never been a way that anyone would describe me is skinny. Yeah, <laughs> like I have never absolutely. embodied the word skinny. So like, um, but you know, I mean, it, I agree with you though. They do. They did. Going back to Outlander, I love the Outlander. I love Outlander. I've only watched the first season and I've only read the first book because yeah. I wanted to like book and. But the first season and the first book just, I mean, destroyed. Me. Really, just the end ruined of it. You. But like the guy that plays Randall. Oh my god, there's he's, not a better actor. On this planet. Oh, he's like, I'll, spectacular. I'll go down on that 
fucking hill, he is man. Spectacular. Like, I just he again. It's it's so trigger warnings. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, uh, like one thousand percent. If you yeah don't yeah. There's a lot of, but. Um, if you've seen it or you've even read it, it's, I, I read it was like, there's no way Yeah, they, how would they even like, but they did it They, they picked it they and they did, did. It. and it's like, you it just rip your freaking heart out. I mean, just like I, I, it's been a couple years since I've seen it and I still have not picked up. I have Star. all the books. <laughs> I have not picked up the second book because I'm just like, poor Jamie baby. And he's just like, Oh, and it's like, the second one is brutal and yeah. the third season is brutal. I haven't read, like I said, I haven't read the other ones, but it just gets, I mean, the, the turmoil in these books is unbelievable. I unbelievable. mean, and it puts you through the emotional roller coaster, man. I mean, you're just like freaking the highs are real high. The lows are just like, I've never been so depressed in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just but, like, but you know, like, I don't know. There's something about it. That's so emotional in like Claire and Jamie's relationship too, that you're like, this is so, first of all, it's so unrealistic and that's totally fine, but it's so unrealistic in a way that it's like, this is, they just love each other so much. Like this is true love. That's like what we're all looking for. And it's in a non-cheesy way. And like, she does, Diana Gables is an amazing author. She lives in Scottsdale, shout out. Um, but you read it and you hear the Scottish accent and you see the things that they go through. And like, she does a really good job, I think kind of explaining this was my criticism of Bridgerton, but she kind of does a good job at explaining like the rules of society back then. And like, yeah, Claire, you're from the seventies, which I love that it's also not set in like two, the two thousands that it's still kind of set in the past, um, that she's not getting this like technology and all these things like that, that would hinder even more, you know, into the past. But it's like, she does a really good job of explaining the dynamics and like how she would be accused of witchcraft and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, what would happen if she was to act the way that she did. So I think their just relationship is too pure for this world oh it's amazing and you know they just like it's just oh it just it the emotions that it like makes you just feel it's so perfection. good it's, it's so, so good. good it's and so like, good the the scenes are so beautiful and like they talked about i've i've watched a couple like behind the scenes things spoiler alert but they go to america eventually like in the show and they talked about how they film all of it in scotland and w- what their scenes were filmed like in america was like like a park in Scotland. And it's so funny because you're like, that's hilarious because you would think it's like, you know, the, the forests in North Carolina or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it, it makes everyone on that's seen the show now has Scotland on the top of their like bucket list to visit. And so I think if they didn't before they do now, they definitely do now. And I think like listening that emotional response from a show and from a movie and, or from a show and a book is just like chef's kiss into the like well, bookish world. Like you said, there's no one who could be cast as Jamie and Claire. Like, it's just, that's who they are. Like, that's, there is no other, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's just cast so well. And not just them, everyone is cast beautifully, but it's just like, oh, it's, it's so just, it's, it's good. It's a good one. I really good. I, I need to finish. I need to just we, like we'll get do, over myself. We'll do, a, we'll do a, like a, a buddy read. We'll have because, to do like yeah. a straight up, like read the book like show it's at I mean it's gonna be brutal but um we'll do that we'll for you guys like because we seasons. love you <laughs> yeah that one that's a good one that was a good choice what's your good last choice. one my last one is me before you so um if anyone is unfamiliar with Jojo Moyer 
It is a trilogy. The first book is Me Before You, and then the second book is After You, and then the third book is called Still Me. Um, they only did the first, the first book, and I think, I I think a lot of it has to do with the um, the themes that it that it you know goes through, because um, it does talk to talk about um, assisted suicide. So trigger warning for that. But it follows girl who uh, needs a job. She goes and uh, ends up becoming a nurse kind of situation for this. Uh, for a guy who's a quadriplegic and come to find out he has decided that he's gonna basically go with the assisted suicide um, and his life because he literally can't do anything and so she um, basically she's just trying to convince him not to go through with it spoiler alert in the end he does go through with it through with it and the rest of the series is um exploring how she feels about that and how she after you is obviously after he passes away um and her kind of figuring out what she wants out of life and then still me is her figuring out what she wants out of life basically so um it's a great oh it's such a good book series I remember reading this book I was at a work meeting thing I was at a training and I was in Minneapolis for like two weeks for this training and I brought this book with me and I was sitting in my hotel room reading this book and sobbing. I don't think I have ever cried so hard in my life. Like literally sobbing. And I was getting text messages from my coworkers and like, hey, we're gonna go out to the bar. And I was like, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay inside. Like I was literally just like texting them, like, I can't, I can't, I am in no form to go to a bar right now. I was literally sobbing, like just sobbing into my like I it was so bad. And so um it's a great book, by the way. But the movie, they cast it so well. Uh, Sam Sam Claflin is Will, who is the main guy who was the quadriplegic. And then Amelia Clark is Louisa Clark, who is the main character or whatnot. It's so it's cast so well and it's so beautifully done. And they do it in such a respectful manner. As she wrote it in such a respectful manner, and she explores these feelings that people have about assisted suicide and things like that and so it was brutal it was very brutal but it's it's just it's so well done and um I think they captured some of the just uh, some of the best parts from the books and they just did it so well and be careful when you read it um be be forewarned but I think Jojo Moye does such a beautiful job with, I mean, all of her books, I absolutely adore all of her books. Yeah. She, she just, she writes so well and they did such a great job. Just, oh, so, oh, just so good. And I did fall like a baby in the movies. So there's that too. I haven't read any of her books. Her books are just fantastic. I love them. Chef's kiss as Kirsten would say. Seriously though. I I loved this movie. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize it was a book until I think after I finished it or like a couple weeks later or something like that, I remember when it came out and I think it's really well done. And, and it's another one of those ones where it's sort of like a timeless classic style romance where like, it's obviously set in modern times, but you would watch it and be like, this could also be a historical fiction. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's very well done. The costumes in that are phenomenal. Like, oh, it's just, oh, it's her bumblebee tights. And and like the the red dress. And like, they do such a good job. I think making her, making up her persona and like her character and I think they that that is just done so beautifully and like his house is 
the setting of that is just so cool. And I love the way that it's handled. She's also, well. they're both cast so perfectly. So perfectly. Like, yeah. so per- like, I feel like this is kind of like a Jamie, <laughs> a Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Nobody uh, else could be that. Claire moment. Like, no one could be it. It's just, oh, it's, it's just, oh, it's done so well. And it just, it's, their chemistry also is just phenomenal. So. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's a really well done book or sorry, it's a really well done movie. And I think there's so many elements of it that make it one of those ones that it's very easy to kind of binge and I could watch it 10 times and still not be bored with everything that happened to it. And I think that is attributed to her being such a good author and not writing that sort of like classic boring, boring is the wrong word, but like not sort of that like classic, just romance to be romance. She's writing yeah. like heart wrenching turmoil it's a lot like outlander like that is creating a journey for you and you need to i feel like you would really enjoy her books because she a lot of her store all of her stories like it's never easy like it's never like you're you're like most some of them end up with a happy ending but like they're they're it's tough like it's hard fought for and it's like she touches on these topics that are they're you know sometimes not taboo but not a lot of people will write about it but she writes about it in such a beautiful way and she's just oh she's such an amazing writer and I I, oh I absolutely love her books so um I yeah I highly highly recommend you pick up um her books me before you that whole that trilogy is just phenomenal I absolutely absolutely love it if I ever want to be just like my heart ripped out that's what I'll read (laughs) it's brutal but it's 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 so good it's so 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 good so I need to watch last letter to your lover because I that's a good one all the people that they cast in that as well and I that's a good one they did they did a really good job with it there are obviously some things that are a little different but they did just oh they did such a good job with it I loved it it was so sweet and um that book is probably one of my favorites by her um yeah yeah it's they're so I I have many of her books there's a few that I still need to read but um I love her books they're so and they're so they're just a lot of the stories are it's not like oh we just like worked through it and it was fine like it's yeah, just yeah. very it's, like it's, it's very realistic romance. I think that's the right word. like yeah yeah it's very realistic I would say it's very realistic it's not your typical like fairy tale everything works out perfectly and it's a lot of times like Letter, last letter from your lover is brutal. That one, that one, <laughs> that one hurts too. So, but really it's really good. Your heart out. It's really good. It's so, it's really good. But um, yeah, so me before you, that's my, my last one. I love that. So, all wow. right. Now that we've gone through our favorites, bum, bum, bum. Now we go it's time our- to go through our least favorite movies, book to movie adaptation. So take it away, Todd. Do I go first? Me? Um, <laughs> this one is, we'll do it in like a, a most hated to least hated. No, we'll do it the opposite. We'll do like least hated to most hated. So my least favorite, lowest, least, you know what I mean? This one I don't so much hate as just like feel a sort of burning irritation for is Water for Elephants. So I read this book a long time ago, way before it was going to be made into a movie. And then found it was going to be a movie and was like super excited about it. But I think they really, really messed up the casting for me. So I don't like Robert Pattinson as the main guy. And 
I don't think that they did a good job casting Reese Witherspoon as the girl. I think her husband is really well done. I love that actor whose name literally escapes me. And he is the perfect actor for that um, role. But the other thing that really irritates me, and I guess this is kind of irrelevant and that's why they did it, but they cut out a whole character. I don't know if you've read the book, but there there's a like curator like maestro of the whole circus that's a different character than her husband her husband is just like another performer so they cut his whole thing out and in that he's not just sort of bothering like I forgot their names it's been so long since I've read it but like he's not just bothering like the two main characters he sort of bothers the whole circus and then someone ends up killing him and they like unroll the tents and like his dead bodies in there and so it's it's this like sort of whodunit section of the book that they totally cut out and then they you know combine his character obviously with with the husband to be you know the main guy of the circus but I think for me is the casting that really messed it up. I don't think Reese Witherspoon was who I would have thought for that. I think she was supposed to be a little bit younger for me and Robert Pattinson was supposed to be a little bit older in my head. I think they did a really good job with the filming and the cinematography. And I think they do a great job of bringing it all to life. It's really good if you haven't read the book, but from that part just sort of bothered me a little bit. And I think that like the side characters are a huge part in the book and they're not really represented very well in the movie. So those are my kind of big issues. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie once and it was a while ago, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I never have been. Um, I just, I've, I've, he's not, he's not a favorite for me. So I just think he's kind of boring. Like I just don't, I, you know, but um, I love Reese Witherspoon and uh, the actor. He's in everything. He's like, he's like the Stanley Tucci of like, of like, action movies I feel like <laughs> yeah he's one of glorious masters that's what I know him from mm-hmm. the best and I think yeah. he plays a really good sort of like not even a villain but I think he does a really good job of playing that like bad guy that we want to be friends with like that would be the guy yeah. that we all want to be with and like we want to be friends with Christoph Waltz yeah that's his name and I, his name. I I think he's phenomenal and he's oh, yeah. a scary he's... scary actor he's terrifying but also I he's just, also I, in Django yes Yes. And he, and he's scary in that one. Like he's terrifying yeah. as an actor, and, but like, he's so good. And that was really well cut, but the rest of it just kind of fell flat for me. And I think mm-hmm. there's just a lot of bits and pieces in there that like are really gruesome in the book that was sort of adapted to make this more of a romance than it was like, yeah, there's so many parts about the talk about like the life of living on the circus. And like, I think they do talk about this. I can't remember if they showed in the movie, but the meat like runs low and they cut up her horses and like feed them to the tigers. And there's a lot Gosh. of that kind of, and then like, they don't have food as the circus, you know, like the performers don't have food and all these things. And that's why they end up like killing the main ringleader. That's his name, the ringleader. And he's also in Tarzan. I forgot he's, that was what he was the bad guy in Tarzan. Sorry. I just like, he's always a bad guy. Yep. He's a good bad guy. Yeah. He's a really good bad guy. And so there's just a lot of parts in there that I think are a little more gruesome and it's not, it's not a romance novel. I think it's more of a historical fiction and they really made the book into, or the movie into like a romance. And it's like, yeah, that was kind of a bummer for me because I really liked the like nitty gritty of it. You're like, dang, I wanted the gruesome parts. Death and destruction. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So that's my two cents. What about you? What's your interesting? Okay. Well, I'll do the same as you. I'll, I'll start with my favorite of the least favorites yeah that makes sense go. the the least hated one um and it's ps i love you now this is not what this is i love the ps i love you movie love the ps i love you movie hate the book i um 
watch the movie first. I actually did not realize it was a book until like, I was like watching the end credits and they're like based on the book by, you know, so-and-so. And I was like, huh, I have to read that. Well, PS, I love, I've watched that movie. So I absolutely love that movie. I mean, Harry Connick Jr., Hilary <laughs> Swank, you've got Gerard Butler, like how mm, the casting is just perfection. And it's just like, that story in itself is so, it's just so good. So I, read I was going into the book thinking that oh okay this is what I'm going to be reading oh no no ma'am no 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 the, the only thing that is the same in the book versus the movie is the fact that he is Irish and he dies of cancer and they were married that's it I can't remember their names for the life of me but Harry Connick like junior his character like doesn't really like he exists but he's like a completely different situation like he doesn't have like he doesn't have a condition that makes him an asshole kind of a situation so her dad didn't like run away and never come back sure she also has not only a sister but like two brothers I think or something like that so it's like a big family they are from Ireland so they're all they all live in Ireland literally the only thing that's like the same as the Jerry dies of cancer like that's it which is terrifying terrifyingly sad and horrible but like and he like leaves the letters and things like that. But like, it's like, you know, in the movie, it's based in New York and he comes to, she, you know, goes on a trip to Ireland or yeah, to, to Ireland and meets, meets um, Jerry and they fall in love and they get married really quick and he moves to New York with her and, you know, it kind of goes through their love story and through his letters and things like that and kind of bringing her back. And so, but literally like, it's just like the whole book is, I was reading it. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to happen next because I literally, this is not the same story. Like the stories are completely different. So I was kind of shocked and that kind of, that ruined the book for me because I love the movie and I love the story of the movie and kind of her finding herself again and, you know, going back to Ireland and going on that trip and, you know, all the things. And it was just like, Oh, I read the book and was just so upset. And so um, as far as it add up, there was no adaptation. Like there was no, it was just like names and like he dies of cancer. Like that's it. Like it was like so like trigger warning for that. At the, like that's, that's it. And I was just like, I can't because a big plot in the movie is that her dad left her mom. Like her dad left and left them as kids. And he's like, I'm not your dad. Like, uh, you know, and so it's like, that's like a big thing and in the in the in the book like she has no like daddy issues basically so like it's it was yeah I I was really upset when I read the book it was just I actually have not watched the movie since if I'm being completely honest um not because I hate the movie but it just like makes me angry that like that happened I'm glad they did what they did to the movie because I I again prefer that but um as far as adaptations go it was it was a mess i've never seen the movie or read the book if we're being honest it's just, oh my god ps i love you so good apparently it's so sad but it's so good it's another one the movie is great the book is yeah, yeah. terrible toxic uh this is like this is a confession alert i've never seen the notebook or ps i love you or basically any like tearjerker classic oh romance like oh my god I have everybody's seen it I've never I've never seen it um oh I remember you like ranting and raving about it in college too and I know you were always like oh you have to watch this and I just don't do like uh I don't do emotional tearjerker like romance oh it's, it's just I cried the entire movie. yeah no Still. I can't 
I could quite literally quote the entire movie and I would still cry every like there's literally a line in there where she she's like walking with her mom and or she like shows up to her mom and she's like crying and she's like it doesn't matter what job I have it doesn't matter what friends I have or what I do or if you know it's still gonna hurt he's still gonna be gone and he's still gonna like I'm like getting teary and she's like and her mom goes yep and she's like can you not give me some bullshit straight answer I just want you to like she likes like and they like go on a walk or whatever and at the end of the walk she like gives her it's it spoiler alert it ends up being her mom who's like giving her the letters like from Jerry and um she gives her the last she's like this is the last one she's like I know it's really tough but you know she's like if we're all alone then we're all in that together too and that helps me sometimes and I'm like getting choked up now and then she like walks away because her like dad left you know her dad left her and left her with two kids to raise and you know her mom owns a bar owns the bar and everything like that but it's just like her whenever she like runs into the bar to her mom and she's like it doesn't matter what I do he's still gonna be gone and it's still gonna be his hole and I was just like just ball like every freaking time it gets me every time like I just oh it's it just freaking rips your heart out man but um it's also also like super cute but oh I love her her so much but I mean also Gerard Butler like that's fair that's totally fair I just have so I (laughs) I have a problem with actresses like if I don't like them I'm I just I I automatically can't watch the movie I'm like (laughs) I saw Million Dollar Baby and I hated the ending so like Hillary Swank's just ruined for me yeah well oh, I love you is really good you might you probably wouldn't like her though she's yeah. like she's she's an intense she's character but um yeah I love yes I love you now I, I want to no watch yes I love you I have no opinions <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one it's a good I one. can't believe you've never seen the notebook no I've never seen the notebook I also never read it that's like the one Nicholas Sparks I've never read that one either I've, read. I've only seen it I've only yeah. seen it I've never read it but yeah if nobody knows this about me I did one summer of reading all only Nicholas Sparks books back to back to back to back and I think I read 10 in a row and was like wow this is the same book 10 times over. literally the same book over I've read one Nicholas Sparks book and have never read another one I read a lot I read like Dear John oh and I also read Somewhere and I also read I I remember that (laughs) yeah it was it was when we lived together it was my senior year yeah I just like went for it I was like I have a lot of Nicholas Sparks book I read that and like Charlie St. Cloud and that's another one that's like a tearjerker like that oh that one's brutal oh that I should have put that on my list but like it's just it's not not worth mentioning but it's not like one of those ones we can really analyze but if you ever seen Charlie St. Cloud the book and the movie are both I've never read the book but I've phenomenal it's good it's it's it is exactly like what's the the other what's the other one that he's in that's uh super emotional um yeah it's also I think it's also a Nicholas Sparks book um Charlie St. Cloud's not a Nicholas Sparks book Oh, never mind. What's the one that he is in? It's a Nicholas Sparks book. He has like PTSD and he's like a dog trainer. Oh, 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 like, oh, oh. With the, the lucky picture. One. The lucky one. That's oh, a good one. I that like that a, one. That's a good book too, yo. It's just like I haven't read the Rex. book, but that one's really good. Um, that, oh, man. Oh, man. That's that a good, good one. That's a, that's a turmoil. Who doesn't freaking love Zach that, That's a turmoil. He's cast very wrong in that movie, but like I'm fine with it. Because, yeah. I don't, I'm not mad about it. I think in real life, like in reality, reality, (laughs) there's not, there's a proper age difference, like from the book to the movie. Yeah. But Zac Efron to me is like 21 and he's not in that movie. He's like 26 and she's like 34 or something like there's not a huge age gap. Yeah. And there's not in the book either. But I think for me, Zac Efron will always just be 22. So yeah, yeah. the lucky one is so good, but yeah, Charlie St. Cloud's oh, written by someone else. I don't remember who it is, but that's another really good, like, I did not know that. Adaptation. I thought that was, I thought that was a Nicholas Sparks book. I think it's like 
Scott something. It's written by a guy, I think. I'm gonna look it up. Anyways, that's a good one too. My yeah. So yes, I love you. That's my yes, I love you. That's interesting. I've I've done a lot of movie to book romance adaptations because they're like really easy reads, but uh-huh. yeah, I've never watched The Notebook nor read it. I don't. I hate Rachel McAdams. <laughs> hate. Really, Regina George will always be the bad guy. I just can't. I can't stand her. I just can't yeah. stand her. I hate a lot of actresses. This is like a very toxic trait of mine. But I just, I, I don't know. I just I can't. It's just like I Maybe can't. Take that's her probably seriously. why you haven't read or haven't watched The Notebook or watched P.S. I Love You is because you don't like either of the actresses. Yeah, yeah, Hillary Swank is a lot. She does a really good job, I think, in the like portraying like the hurt and the craziness, but like and just, I mean, the fact that her husband died young and it was just like terrible but um yeah it's a uh, and Sherwood that's who wrote Charlie yeah. St. Cloud mm-hmm. okay but it all came that. out in the same era of like Dear John the lucky one all yeah I was gonna say they all like kind of came out in the same time frame so it's really yeah. good though it, the book is good it's it's definitely worth a read I think if you like the movie it's worth a read I think it brings yeah. there's a little bit more like emotion in it either mm-hmm. or if you've never seen Charlie St. Cloud you're freaking missing out oh it's so good or After the lucky one, one. finest yeah oh, that was that was a Anyways, uh, next one of like, okay, I'm trying to decide which one I should. I would also like to state the fact that I appreciate that Zac Efron is continuously growing up with our tastes. Like he, like he, like from us as like high school to now being just like, oh, just that man is so fine. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Totally fair. I think uh, he wasn't the best choice for the lucky one, but like, I do love him. So that's fine. And he can, I know I, he could be cast as a cardboard box and I wouldn't give it. That's totally fair. (laughs) Just be the background. Um, so my next least choice, I'm going to rage at the end because I have like a passion for the series. So we'll, we'll pick a middle one. That's like, just, I think a general popular opinion, Twilight. So bad. Just Here we go. So bad. Here we go Not with Robert only, Pattinson again. Listen, I first of all, I have some, some thoughts. Um, I haven't read Midnight Sun yet, but I would just like to point out the fact that like Midnight Sun is twice as long as Twilight. So just like leave it up to a man to take twice as long to explain the exact same thing. Uh, second of all, the books are bad. The movie is bad. It's just all generally not good. Bad. This is really bad. I've have not reread them. I own them. These are the original copies I bought when I was like. I refuse 14. to buy them because I will not read them. I no. The, the only I thrifted for one because I lost Eclipse and I was like, okay, so these ones I have to get. And then Midnight Sun, I I also found a Goodwill for three dollars. So like, I won't pay more, but I have like, I these are my original copy from when I was twelve. So I do, <laughs> or whatever, whenever they came out, I did love them at the time. And I'm like, I will somewhere, somewhere deep down, like 12 year old me will always love them. Same. (laughs) I rewatched them with my mom and her and I just cracked up for four movies, wondering like how this was like cinematic history and how there were so many people that were like, yes, seven pages of like November, December, January, February of her just missing Edward in Breaking Dawn or in New Moon, sorry, in New Moon, (laughs) who am I? (laughs) We're like, uh, this is just like me too, the angst, you know, cause like I also just like the heartbroken and you were just like, this is just terrible. And I just can't handle it. You were like feeling it with me her. too. Like I also, I cannot believe he did that <laughs> to you. Like Kristen, you go after him. You tell him Bella, you tell him. So th- that's my issue with the books. They suck. Um, my other issue is the casting in Robert Pattinson 
is okay. I don't think he's like the best choice, but he did bring on the era of Stefan. So like we can, I was just going to say, we appreciate it because Stefan is like the Stephen. hero hair. Like, like we really, we vibe we're here for that. Paul Wesley. Like Paul Wesley is, we but he would have never, we've said it before. He would have. He yeah. would have never. He would have never. Paul Wesley. But is- we are thankful to Robert Pattinson because we now have Paul Wesley. True that. Um, I think Kristen Bell is an okay actor. Like, I don't think she's as terrible as everyone makes her out to be. I think she played Bella really well. Bella is an awful character to play. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if I would have casted somebody else. I love Taylor Lautner as Jacob because he is just so, so cute. And like, I think he just did such a good job with that. Um, I think Billy and Charlie are so good. I love both of them as actors. I think they do such a good job. I don't forgot his name. It's like escaping me, but I just, Charlie is, he's too pure for this world, but I, I didn't like Jesper's character. I didn't like Carlisle and the moms whose name also escapes me right now. And Rosemary, what? As Yeah. I don't like their, their casting. I don't think was as good. And there were some bits of the, I don't know if it's the animation necessarily, but they were like so stark white. And it's like, I get your vampires, but like the makeup was a little heavy. A little heavy. Um, and I love, I the love the, the speed running. It was like yeah, yeah, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> and like the, some lines just didn't like go to film well, like hang on oh. spider monkey. And like, where you been loca? Like, that's just not, that like never needed to be said out loud you know what I mean like we could have just let it go let it go um and just the second one the drama of like running through Venice or it's Florence sorry running through like Florence and her being like no stop it and like through the fountain in You're converse sparkle. like I just like <sighs> the sparkling I can't my I have to say my favorite one of my favorite moments in tv history is Damon reading Twilight. Oh, that's so fair. <laughs> the best thing ever. And he's like, she in Caroline's what? You don't sparkle? He's like, no. I burst into flames. <laughs> like, he's like, no, I don't. This is ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, you have to read it from the beginning. And he's like, no. No. And it's so funny because it's just like, what a concept for all of us who are like, kind of semi like vampire-esque lovers back then to be like, oh my God, they sparkle. Oh, I just, I can't wait for a vampire to come and like, take me away. And like, it wasn't, obviously it's not going to happen. If it's not Damon, I'm not going. If it's, yeah, if it's not Damon, I'm not going. But it's just funny that it like sparked this revolution of like the vampire diaries and the originals and, you know, the vampire Academy, like that whole thing. I lied. If it's not Damon or Miklos, I'm not going. Or Elijah. Or Elijah. I just... Yeah. So I just feel like that whole, it sparked off this revolution of like vampire love, which is totally fine, but the books were just so bad. I can't imagine. There are so So many, so many other series out there that are better, that deserved five movies, whatever, four movies. But us in our like teenage angst, just, I mean, we ate, I, okay. Here's, I literally, I kid you not, had a... (laughs) Did you ever do this? I hope you did this because this is severely embarrassing. Or a Twilight um, birthday party? I did have a Twilight birthday party. My my sweet sixteen, we went and saw Twilight. It came out on my sweet on my birthday, and so we went and saw Twilight. Anyways, um, we uh in my binder, you know how you like have the binders need like put pictures and like things in there. I straight up had like a whole like page that I created of just like Taylor Lautner, like, and I. <laughs> 
I kid you not. It was looking back. I'm like, that is the most embarrassing. But like, I remember in high school, like girls always had that, like, like Chad Michael that's, Murray, like all these like shirtless, like, like nobody had that. But you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, I, I promise you it wasn't just me. It wasn't. There's no way. <laughs> but like all of us, I just remember all of us having all of these like I was a weird. Big, I had a, I had a big like Draco phase. Yeah. I did love Taylor Lautner and then he came out on the other movie, but yeah, mine was, uh, mine was Draco. Oh, I was obsessed with Taylor, like obsessed with Taylor Lautner. And then I was like, oh, he's kind of creepy. Like the older I got, I was like, oh, he's like super fucking creepy. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't find Taylor Lautner my sister would always be like, anymore, he has but... a pig nose. He has a pig nose. And I'm like, shut up. Taylor's beautiful. You can't he ever does. say that he has a pig nose. He's so pretty. He does though. I know. <laughs> I, the filming is okay. It's obviously it terrible. Pacific Northwest. You know, like that so part bad. is pretty. I like that, you know, that it's like on a beach in a mountain and no one's ever wanted to live in a rainier town more than they did like watching these wonderful my, movies. But um, my little sister just like rewatched all of them and they all just like, yeah. and I loved that everyone decided they were going to rewatch. I didn't do it, but everyone else decided they were going to rewatch the Twilight series and they were just like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like oh my, like hindsight's twenty twenty with that bad bitch. Uh, we rewatched them. My mom and I rewatched them like twenty, uh, the beginning of twenty twenty, I think, like before they came back out on Netflix. And I was like, these are just, this is embarrassing. This whole thing is so. It's I just so can't believe bad. that we were like. And it's just that like iconic part where, in the second one, Taylor picks up the phone. Jacob's like, she's not here, and he's like, where is she? And he's like, she's not available right now. Blah blah blah. Click, and then he's like, <laughs> who is that? Who was that? Was that him? And then it's like, oh my God, if you would have just picked up the phone, Bella, the whole ending of the second book would have been so much easier. But now you got to take a plane to Italy? Are you joking? Sorry, Let me just jump a, off a cliff and then pretend I died and then yeah. we're going to... She can't come to the phone right now. You fuck off, Jacob. That's Ugh. it. That's all I've got. What? What's your second? I could go on and on about Twilight. It's just so oh, bad. Same. It's so bad it's in the best way. So I remember watching the last movie when it came out. I was in college and um, I went and watched it, and I literally laughed the entire movie because okay, Breaking Dawn Part One ends with him. <laughs> I, I will not like this scene. Literally makes me just want to fuck him. Like eating her stomach to get the baby out and it's just <laughs> so bad it's so bad and then he like she like somehow lives or whatever but like I just remember watching it and just being like I am so embarrassed for myself like in our entire generation of girls <laughs> like, we're and like when that movie ended we were all like oh my god we are so stoked and I think I was like 18 at the time like I was like an adult being like, oh my God, I'm so ready for the next one. Like the next one's gonna be so good. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for all of us collectively. All we'll, of say us. It. we'll say it right out loud. Um, what's your second least last <laughs> favorite one? Uh, so my next one is A Woman in the Window. So this one actually just came Less out this, this year. Um, so we actually did an episode on this with uh, my little sister, if you want to listen to our full on rant about the book and the movie. Um, I really enjoyed the book. I really did. I really liked the book. I thought it was a great concept and it was intense and there was a lot, but I just, the movie was just, it just did not, it just didn't do it for me. It was just, 
there was big parts that were completely missing. And then they changed a lot of like, like there were full on characters that were not even included who were huge, like parts in the book. Um, just, it was just not, I just, I was not here for it. I just did not, did, did not like it at all. And was just like, I remember calling my sister and being like, what? just happened she's like I know like it, and I think they just missed the opportunity they just it, it could have been so good like they could have done just it could have been so good and it just like the fucking rake in the face oh like, man I was just gonna go there why I think why? I think they did a good job with the casting yeah I agree but yeah, there was like total parts of the characters that were completely like there was characters that were missing. There were huge scenes that I felt like were so dramatic. And then I was yep. like thinking when I, when we were reading it, like, I can't wait to see this in the movie. And it was just cut out. And yep. it was like, what? Like that was such a crucial moment. And like such a, like oh. her with her family. And yeah. Like, when she the falls whole, off the cliff. Like, spoiler alert. She goes off the cliff. Like I just. That part, I was just, and it's like, oh, ah, ah, I get yeah, There were. There were whole scenes that were just like, I felt were so important. And I think book. if I had like, even if I had not read the book, I still feel like I would have been a little disappointed. Yeah, same. You know I what agree. I mean? Like, I, I agree. And I feel like this, it was a really decent book. Like, I think it was a good mm-hmm. thriller. I, at the time we hadn't read a lot of thrillers and yeah, I realize now they're all just very cheesy, but I, <laughs> it was good. I thought it was really good and it was well done. And I was shocked at the end. You and I were both shocked genuinely surprised katie yeah. guessed the whole thing but I know. we were shocked was like i knew from the beginning and really like, interesting but yeah but you watch the movie and you know from the beginning who it is you're just yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. they did a good job i think with the casting and, and the foreshadowing was great and all, and all that it just uh yeah it did. that one missed the whole cat thing work. like the whole cat thing like that was like cut out like the cat was there but there was just like whole scenes that were just yeah. i just in important aspects about of you know, him pretending to be someone else and like all these things. And it's just like, these are huge plot points in the book. Right. And not in the show, in the movie. And so I was, I was not happy with how Yeah, that I agree. It was, it was a one star movie, four yep. star book. Yeah, definitely. So read the book past the movie. Yeah. The book's really good. The book is good. Again, with the, with the break in the face, I can't. I just, I saw that and was like, did that just happen? She would be dead. She yeah, would be absolutely. dead. Like, there's 100%. no way. No way. I she totally would have died. 1,000%. She would have died. Fucking yeah. thing went into her fucking neck. She would have died. Anyways, um, I can I can rage about that. I digress. Go, li- go listen to our episode and hear us rage about, about that. But um, yeah, so yeah. Woman in the Window is my next one. Okay, so what yeah. is your least favorite of all time? Okay. I don't know if this is a big surprise to anybody, but mine would be the Mortal Instruments TV show slash the City of Bones movie. Oh my God, I agree. I I have some thoughts. So Kirsten and I have been Shadowhunter fans for a while. I think I'm a little bit more of a fan now than she is, but- I've read one book, so I wouldn't consider myself a fan. So I I am a Shadowhunters fan. I, I have- I bought the first like three, I think years ago when they came out in like 2007 or whatever, whenever they came out. Like, I remember them coming out. I remember reading them. Um, I did the audio book, I think for the very first one on like a road trip or something and was like, 
I love this series. It's like the best series ever. And I read the first two books and then kind of went on like a wild roller coaster. Found that I've told this story a million times, but I'm going to say it again just for context for everyone. So I read the first two books, um, saw the dark artifices in Target for like $4 and was like, oh my God, I think this is the Shadowhunter universe. It's been years. This was like 2017. So I picked that up. And of course, like crazy me, because this is who I was when I, in 2017, read the first one, was like, well, need the second one, read the second one, moved to Qatar and didn't have the third one at the time. And so when I was overseas, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to find this book. Like, this is so obscure. Like, it's not even that popular. And I went into Virgin Mobile, which is like the only store that sells like English books or books in English. And I was like, oh my God, they have it here. Like, that's so crazy. I'm reading like a popular book. Look at me go. Come to find out, it's like part of this whole series. I didn't realize Cassandra Clare was like so massive at the time because I lived under a fucking rock. Um, But I read those three books and was like, oh my God, there's a show. And of course, like crazy me with my insanity was like, here I go head first, watch the show, watch the movie, read all the books. This is my personality now. Like just went nuts in like 2019 slash 2020. So I've seen the mortal instruments three times through the series. It is my guilty pleasure. Worst series on the planet, quite possibly worst series ever created. It's God awful. Um, but the movie I think is even worse. I do not like a single person that they cast for the city of bones. It's so bad. It's so cheesy. And like the problem for me is the Herondells in general, like Will and Jace are not both. Even, not even Jonathan Reese Myers. You don't, you don't like. Who, yeah, you no, don't I don't like, like creepy gangly oh. men. Um, I love him. It's fair. Um, so for me, like Will and Jace are always described as these like hunky blonde guys that are just like really cool and pretty and like, just like the pretty boy. And to me, in my head, it was Zac Efron. Like I was like, headcanon Zac Efron as Jace like Jace is always supposed to be like this really cute guy and no offense to the actors that like play them actually offense but like no offense to the actors that play them Shadowhunters they do a better job at making like an average size person but the guy that plays Jace in the movie is just it like couldn't have been worse like so bad it is so bad like like, no offense to the actor but like babe that is not that was not a good choice are you the Grim Reaper or Jace Herondell? Like, don't stop. And I will say, I think in the Mortal Instruments, the show, her mom, her actual dad, Luke and Simon are cast perfectly. I think they do such a good job. And Alec and Magnus, I think that they're, they do a really good job. And I really like Kat Manera. I think that's how you say her name. I like her as an actress. And I think she does an okay job as Clary. I just had like a different version of her in my head. But I think that like the casting was okay. The animation is so bad subpar (laughs) that's so bad in the show and it's okay in the movie but I just the casting in the movie was so bad and like it was bad could have been so well done you know what I mean like this Mm -hmm. is the era of Lord of the Rings and you're telling me that like you came up with the city of bones like and and like freeform like freeform was that that was that was the avenue we're dying on for like all of the Shadowhunter series there are three seasons of this garbage like oh my are you three seasons oh my gosh and it does not follow and that's the other thing it does not follow the books after season one it just jumps off the fucking rails goes off into la la land who knows where it lands that shit not mm -mm. there's there's a couple pieces in there that are similar but i like for me uh i said it i read the book because you had i remember you having the book and i read yeah when we were in college so I read the book and I was like oh I 
I liked it until the potential incest, and then you lost me. Like, you lost me. Like, I just, no. And then I saw the movie came out, and I was like, should I watch this? And I did. And I regretted it. (laughs) And then I remember a couple years ago, or like a year or two ago, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. I don't remember it being, like, terrible. Like, I, I don't remember what it was, like, remember if it was like bad or not like I couldn't remember like if it was yeah, yeah. terrible if it was as terrible as I had to remember it being you know what I mean sometimes you're like maybe it really wasn't that bad maybe I was just being annoying no it was it was that bad and I just like remember just being like oh yeah the incest part like yeah. I just remember like oh oh so, yeah and him being like I don't we're gonna figure this out and I don't I don't believe him and I don't care and I'm just like care. Nobody's gonna know. How are they gonna know? Like that's not. No great. one's. Yeah, no one would know. Like, Ugh, I would know. I would here. know. I would know in here. I and would like, know, and your readers would know. And like in the show, the incest isn't as big. It's literally like two episodes. Like I think I th- I think it's a little less than two episodes. And like for me, I'm a big friends to lovers stan. And like Simon and Clary are like the original for me. Like I would have loved for them to end together. Like <laughs> fuck Jace, if we're being honest. Um, and I, I just like, I love him as an actor so much, like guy that plays Simon, but in city of, or, like in the movie city of bones, that guy plays, um, Klaus in umbrella Academy, like just a totally different vibe. And I, just yep. everybody in that is, I just like the casting was, it wasn't great. So yeah. in the show, Al Van Sprang plays the dad. He plays Valentine. He's the king in Rain, the CW show Rain. Ooh, and he's an also, he's another really good kind of weird, morally gray yeah. bad guy. Um, so I think that they did do casting pretty well for Valentine and like her mom and stuff. But like, this is a spoiler, but in the show, her mom dies in the books. She's not dead. Yeah. So like, that was a really weird plot point. And like, Alec kills her and it brings up like all this turmoil for him for like the last like two seasons. And you're like, I don't understand like why this what was, this was like the direction yeah, we went like we just like do they have a problem with jocelyn like i don't know if that actress or what have you but the cast is really great and i watched a lot of like videos afterwards like they're very close i think they did a great job it's a guilty pleasure of mine i love re-watching the show it's just absolute garbage and um that's all i have to say about that <laughs> yeah i i agree with you i don't i've only watched the movie i've not watched the show but i've oh, read the first book and watched the movie and it is it is good for the soul to watch the garbage. Show. Yeah, the, the movie. Funniest. I just, I just pretend it didn't yeah. happen. The show. Oh, honestly, season one, ugh, abysmal. Couldn't, couldn't I be mean, worse. So Cassandra Clare, technically, if we're gonna get into this debate, technically is like more popular than SJM. So I'm not surprised that she like got this. It just is surprising to me, and I think it's because like there's so many like obviously Cassandra Clare is like a huge trigger issue warning. Like she's a huge issue as an author. And so I think that's where her popularity has kind of like gone downhill, but it's surprising to me that being like this very popular author with this huge series that like, that was the avenue that she chose for those. And like the infernal devices is such a better series than the mortal instruments. Like there's no incest. There's lots of historical fiction. It's magic fantasy. Like, I don't know why that's not where she started. I know that this is like her flagship series is like the mortal instruments, but the infernal devices is, is just even like the dark artifices is better. Granted it came out much later, but I don't think, I think the, the movie came out like a while ago. Yeah, though. It, like 2008. Yeah, so I think, I yeah, think it, it was, I don't think, 
No, those books, I was going to say, that I don't think those were even out yet, were they? So let's look. So Shadowhunters came out in 2016 mm-hmm. and the last season premiered in 2019. So just recently stopped being on television. Just oh my goodness. In case anyone was curious. Uh, the Mortal Instruments, The City of Bones, the movie came out in 2013. Because mm-hmm. I remember right. that being like in college. Yeah. yeah. Right before I graduated. I was like, oh my God, this is a show. Oh my God, this is a movie. It was supposed to be a TV show of the Infernal Devices. It just unfortunately didn't yeah. happen because, you know, everything else was such a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. When did these come out? So they came out in 2011. So hmm. they were out when she made the book. But um, I'm sure they were already filming for... Uh-oh. In May of 2020, the Infernal Devices will be adapted into a TV series for BBC Three. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> maybe it got put on hold i don't know we're just like on the google now we're deep diving <laughs> anyways if you ever want to watch some real trash just uh, i uh, kudos to the i love like i genuinely love the cast like they're so cute and fun and like i've watched a bunch of youtube videos that was like the 10 differences or whatever and like they've talked yeah. about that because i was like i haven't finished the whole series at the time that i finished the mo- the show but like i mean i have an addictive personality and i just love them so much so i watched a bunch of cast interviews and things like that and they're precious and I love them. And like, I follow all of them on Instagram. Um, but the show was really, really bad. And that's, <laughs> so, that's so all I've got to say. So uh, what's your last one? <laughs> that was and this will come as no surprise to anyone. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you will know that this is my all time. Just, I will, I could rage about this for hours. The Hobbit movie makes me want to just, just punch someone in the face. Like, I just, I, I just, do I own them? Yes, of course I fucking own them because it's The Hobbit. But um, I, I just, you make a 300 page book into six out, seven hours of movies. That's like a lot. You add in characters that aren't even there. The Hobbit is a great story in itself. It's an amazing story in itself. You don't need to add Legolas. We love Orlando Bloom. We love Legolas, but he has no, no, no. The Battle of the Three Armies, or three, the Battle of the Five Armies shouldn't have even been a movie. Bilbo is literally knocked out the entire fucking time. You read the book, it's not even a chapter. It's like half a freaking chapter and he's knocked out the whole damn time so like he wakes up and he's like oh thorn's dead feeling killier dead oh that sucks like this really blows that's it you don't get the whole dramatic how he dies and all that no no Bilbo is but it's just like again like i said it's not even a full it's like a half like it's like well it's like oh my other criticism too is like they end the first movie um in a weird place Mm -hmm. where like they do you know and it's like and then the second one you think like okay we're gonna be fighting smog for like a while and it's like 12 minutes of a Mm -hmm. three and a half hour movie and you're like this was oh the the start of the third one sorry yeah the second one they ended it oh i'm sorry no desolation of smog is the second one the second one yeah right and then the battle of the five armies is the very last one yes yeah they like ended on a weird note whenever they like end up in smog's little dungeon and like uh-huh. he goes in into the city, it's like and end scene. And you're like, okay, so the next one's gonna be them like hunting him, like trying to get him, and this like whole quest. 
And it's like, it's not, it was literally like two seconds long. And then like mm-hmm. Dracula is like Kachinga. And that was like it. And I'm like, I know that that's the book, but it was just like, that's not where I would have ended the movie. Just end the movie there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't end the movie there. I, I will say Smog is he's, Benedict Cumberpatch killed it on that one, but uh, also Bay. Oh, oh, that man. Anyways. um, He uh, I I did I will say I did how like how they like he's like eat I, I I love Smog Smog is probably one of my favorite characters of all time I love him so much I don't know why I I love dragons to be like for one and like he's just like continued my love of dragons but anyways yeah I just kind of what I talked about too also with Lord of the Rings is like they a lot is a lot more stage makeup there's not there's not really any CGI you know they I mean they CGI the hell out of freaking out of freaking the Hobbit and the, the orcs and the, the, the just like and the goblins and all the all of it and it's just like I can't like I literally was just like it, they they just look so bad and it just ugh, and it's just also, like you add in a whole freaking love interest situation, and that makes me so angry because it's like it it literally like the Hobbit, like the movies, the Hobbit is exactly what Tolkien would have not wanted. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like the whole, it's like it literally just like defeats the purpose of the entire freaking book. Like, and it just it made me so angry. They could have done it in two movies. Yeah, absolutely. And it yeah, would have totally been agree. perfect. And it's just like the fact that again that they made a whole movie on the battle of the five armies and it's not yeah and i mean i think they cast it well i really do i think the casting was i mean richard armitage is thorin like oh like freaking perfection yeah yeah like oh anyways but like i just all of it and it's like you know martin martin freeman as as bilbo i mean all of it is just i just like I they just the casting was well and all of that but it's like they CGI the crap out of it and then they completely changed the story and it's like what why like what yeah I don't understand and like I just why? feel like the pacing was really strange too it like, was it was just like you're gonna throw it off because you want to add some random ass love interest into here and it just like it, it made me so angry and I was just like what was the point of that like we all know a lot of it is like a lot of people haven't read the hobbit or Lord of the Rings, if we're being honest. And they were just trying to do what like was what was successful in Lord of the Rings, which was three movies, love interest, lots of like action and adventure. And yeah, but the love they, interest is an actual thing in Lord of the Rings. That's like, true. The ra- I w- I could rage for it. Like I literally, I'm just again, like I said, and I I they they did it to bring people in, be like, oh, Legolas is in this one, like you said, people probably yeah. have. They More people wanted have to bring not. in what was successful in the other ones, which was like big war scenes, right? Like big battles, romance, three movies, lots of action, and like they Orlando Bloom, have to have, right? Orlando Bloom. <laughs> they have to have like a girl in there somewhere, you know. I just <sighs> so angry. I I will agree with the animation. <sighs> See, I haven't. It's Again. so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, like you, I think they killed it in the freaking in the freaking Lord of the Rings movies. Well, like it was so I would also well like done. To say that if you guys can afford to hire out thirteen Gypsy Banner ponies, then you can afford to make your orc stage makeup and not animation. And I get that like some bits and pieces of it are, are easier, and like 
the I can't remember the name of them, the little wolf things they ride. Like I totally understand why that's animation. Yeah. Like I get that part. But there's they so many I mean, they were in the movie too. I mean, and Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like so I get that, but like there was you could have made the white orc stage makeup. You didn't have to do what you had to do. And even the elves were really in in the Battle of the Five Armies, the elves in there is tons of animation and like it just feels a little disingenuous for the hobbit itself one and two for like the times like it just isn't necessary and i don't i don't know i guess i haven't seen a lot of like epic fantasy movies recently so it could be just that like that's the style that it went with but yeah it was the pacing for me i think really like also wrecked it because you get to the end of the first one and it's like wow they've completed their journey so like what are we what are we gonna do for the rest of this time because there's not that much left after that no there's not it's a 300 page book it is not a long book and it's like it, it it moves pretty quick I mean for a high fantasy book it it moves quickly like a lot happens and so I just I just it makes me I just I it literally makes my blood boil whenever I like think about it <laughs> like it makes me That's so angry. I feel for show hunters literally just like, like when things could be so good but they're done on ABC family you know like that's just how I feel it's like ah! literally and I and it and it it concerns me it it gives me great concern because it it I'm very worried about the, the Lord worried. of the Rings show um that and there's, I've also heard some, I've read a couple articles today that make like, Sauron's not even in the first season of, of, and he's literally the entire second age. Like it is like, I just, what are they going to do? Like, I just, okay, I'm done. I, really I, I need out. to stop. I just, like, this is my other thing too, is like, we were talking about this yesterday. The whole premise of the second age is his like rule rule and craziness in creating the creation of the one ring and taking over and being evil and th- no no like th- he's not even in the first season like th- what the hell are you gonna do hello where are you like he's just nothing. we're just they're all gonna show up with a hello my name is name tag like is that is that what we're doing every episode because like i'm sorry i need to yeah. stop well i think the other thing too is like i appreciate them coming back and doing stuff like that but but this is the same debate that i have with like the harry potter them talking about wanting to doing a show with that and i'm like just leave it alone and like this is the 57th spider-man we've done like one of them's got to be good enough that we don't need another one you know like eventually at some point we just let it go let it go out into the world and stop remaking it like yeah just because that was the with- only thing that was good does not mean that you need to yeah. remake it and try it harder yeah, I think with Lord of the Rings, it's there's so, it's such an expansive world. Like Middle Earth is such there's so much and there's yeah. so much lore and there's it's quite literally its own world. I mean, Tolkien literally wrote several languages for said like he yeah. created his own language. Like it just it, man baffles the mind. I just love it so much. But like there's and there's a lot of there's a lot that they can do with it. And so, but I am very worried that it's just going to be like all cgi and it's just going to be like fluff mm-hmm. and it's not gonna actually there's something so heart-wrenching about the return of the king and they're in the tower and sam thought frodo's dead but he still goes after him anyway to get his body and he wakes him up and he says i'll always be here for you. like there's something about that that wasn't animation and them, you know in the goblins like taking him up to the tower and all of those things and like that emotion with Sam and like, obviously the spiders animated, but like that emotion that you feel with like the goblins taking them and 
like how realistic that scene is versus if it would have been in the Hobbit that like pivotal moment being all animation would have just like, you know, it's like, you would have never remembered that. But like, I get chills thinking about it right now. Yep. I'm, I'm off my soapbox now. No, you're good. I mean, it's true though. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I also feel like you get a better, I mean, this, I, I don't act, so I don't know. I also feel like you get a more genuine performance from actors when they're in like that stage makeup. Because I mean, I know when I'm like, when I like put on a costume, I'm like, yeah, like I, I like, you know, you become that person or whomever you're, you're dressed up as. And so I feel like rather than if you had dots all over you and you were just CGI, you know what I mean? And I just like, there's just something that's missing when from the the level of like acting and performance in Lord of the Rings versus like versus um the Hobbit I think 1000% so um it's also kind of weird because you can definitely tell that Orlando Bloom is older in in the Hobbit and it's like really kind of creepy like it's kind of weird because he's like He's really young from like Lord of the Rings. Like he's really, really young. But in The Hobbit, you can definitely tell like he's like aged. And it's like, he's actually supposed to be a lot younger. Like The Hobbit is before Lord of the Rings. And so, um, yeah. And then it was just like also weird. Like, I don't know. It was just, there's so many things that, like I said, like the whole, the whole third movie should have not been a thing. Like it just, there were so many things that, were unnecessary and just like why like what why like I just don't understand and so disappointment I was like the first two movies are fine like I didn't mind the first two movies when they introduced the love interest I was extremely confused but and Legolas but I was extremely confused but like then you get in the third movie you're like the fuck is happening here like what is going on like why and then i again i could uh, i digress i I digress i'll I'll leave it you all know and on that note we'll have to do we will really have to do like a lord of the rings and a hobbit situation and just fucking get into it yeah we i need to reread them as like an adult now and and analyze it and do the movies definitely that's coming 2022 keep your ears peeled oh we're gonna do outlander and lord of the rings so yeah not to end on a terrible note but we do love book to movie adaptations i think they do a great job with a lot of them i think they do a terrible job with quite a few of them as well i think it's like your own personal preference but yeah so this was a fun episode we should do more like this this. was a fun episode yeah i i love it and if you guys want to send in your your guys's stuff too and be like we're we're more than willing to watch shitty movies for all we will do research and read and watch shitty movies if you want us to like i'm here for it but um yeah let us know what your guys's favorite you know book to movie adaptations or your least favorite book to movie adaptations i'm interested to see if anyone has the same ones as we do so please let us know i i this is a fun episode this is Definitely. a really fun episode so, so not next week but the week after we will have our interview with ali hazelwood from the love hypothesis coming out we got a chance to chat with her and we're super excited for that episode to come out and for you guys to hear about it she's so fun and we were really really excited to get a chance to like deep dive into that book and all the fun things that go into ali being ali and and all that makes up the greatest book on the internet right now (laughs) all that makes up everything adam and olive and it's just oh 
I love it so much. Stay tuned for that one. It's so fun. Yeah. So fan girl for sure. (laughs) Um, If you guys want to, we are doing our November book for the month and we'll meet at the end of November well after Thanksgiving. So if you guys want to join the book club, you are more than welcome to. There's a link in the bio for the discord. And then um, I think that's probably going to be the only episode, other episode we have this month, but it's just the two episodes this month. We hope you guys have a really fun Thanksgiving. We'll make some announcements at the end of our, um, if you guys aren't following us, follow us, like subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And like Kirsten said, send us your recommendations. Mm-hmm. We us. would appreciate it. We we're, we're here for it. So we're going to be <laughs> We are not recording, so we'll have plenty of time on our hands to read uh, read books if you have uh, book recommendations to send our way. We're always here for it. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us this week. We stay safe with the holidays and traveling and everything like that. Again, we do have one more episode coming out this month, so stay tuned for that. If you if you like us, share share with a friend. Um, send uh, send us a DM. Say hello. Um, we we love it when people say hello um yeah that's that's all we have for you this week so i hope you enjoyed us ranting and raving about our favorite and least favorite book to movie adaptation so um we love you all and thank you um stay safe out there and have a good rest of the week thanks bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.